Grace and peace. God bless you. This is Delisa Fields with Soteria Prophetic Ministries, and I am here today with a word to encourage you and the spirit of momentum. Momentum, momentum. That word, uh, in my own terms, it means to move forward. It means to be unencumbered, unhindered. It means to be progressive. I'm going to open up with a scripture in Joshua chapter 10, and I'm going to read verses 12 through 13. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon, and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. I'm just going to reread that little segment there until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is not this written in the book of Jasher? So the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day. Now, no doubt you all may have heard um, a message or a sermon preached around Joshua and the battle um, against, I believe this was the Amorite kings during this time. And um, I believe there were five kings, if I'm not mistaken. So this was an, an incredible battle. You know, this was not your ordinary thing. This was an incredible battle. And an incredible battle is going to take an incredible strategy to overcome, to overwhelm, and to defeat your enemies. And so this brings me to my thought for today, that there are incredible bat uh, battles that you and I, um, have to face, have faced, will face. I mean, it's, it's the circle of life, right? And there is a tendency within those battles um, to become battle-weary or battle-fatigued. And, you know, that will drive you to the point of exhaustion. It can drive you to the point of um, being complacent. It can drive you to being, um, to just checking out, just checking out and forfeiting your win. But I'm, I'm here to encourage you today to stay in the race, stay in the fight, uh, keep that momentum as my topic for you. Is God wants you to keep your momentum. I want to share something with you. A couple of days ago, well, about, uh, about a month ago, let's back up and go further. I had had um, some computer issues, and so I reached out um, just in sharing. wasn't really um, expecting anything of it. And one of my spiritual daughters um, sowed a significant seed in, in my life and in the work that God had called me to do, and I was able to purchase a new um, laptop. So everything went well. Purchased the laptop. It's efficient. It's everything that I needed. And then I had, in the middle of the night, which is sometimes when I, you know, commit to to work because the house is quiet the phone's not ringing and i can focus and concentrate well it was in the middle of the night when um for the lack of a, to, to make a long story short i um my system failed my laptop system failed and i went into panic mode now this happened right during the time that i was making great progress in a project that i was working on tremendous progress I had my momentum, I had my, my, my stride. I mean, I was, I was getting it done, right? And then that happened. When I tell you that a spirit of frustration came over me, 
I felt frustrated. I felt defeated. I just felt a number of negative emotions at one time. And, you know, my husband looked over at me and he was like, babe, what's wrong? And I said, my system is down. I can't get it to power on and I've got work to do. And I, you know, it's kind of went on along those lines. And he laid hands and he prayed. And, um, and, and I prayed too. But I, I, I just felt, I felt such a sense of, um, I felt that my, my progress had been hindered. And I knew it was the work of the enemy. I mean, I didn't have to wonder. I knew, I said, the enemy has come to stop my progress by, um, you know, this mechanical breakdown because it's a new system, right? So I, I, went, I went on to bed and I said, okay, God, let me, just, let me just try to go to sleep and I'm going to believe that you're going to meet me in the morning when I, you know, log my system on and it's going to work and that's going to be that. Well, lo and behold, and to God be the glory, it it's my system rebooted, restarted, and um, had had a few kinks um, throughout that day. But since then, praise God, haven't had any issues. And so that sort of brings me to my point. You know, when you're, you're going to find yourself in situations to where you're making progress, and it may not be on a work project like mine. It could be in a relationship. It could be in a career. It could be with your academics. Even be in your health, you know, whatever in your finances, whatever you know is is that means for you. But you will find as you're making progress and as you you're gaining momentum, that the enemy of your destiny will cause something or somebody to get in your way to stop you. Why? Because he is intimidated by your finished place in God, and, and that's what that's what the, it all boils down to. You know, I, I released the word, of, I don't know, to my church or to somebody about having a finisher's anointing. You know, it's, it's well, it's good to start out. Many have started out and, and songwriters said now they've gone astray, right? Um, even Paul said, you know, foolish Galatians, who, have, who has bewitched you? You know, there's some who have started out, but they were bewitched and they were seduced and beguiled along the way. And they fell by the wayside, right? Um, but there's a finishing place in God that the Lord expects you to to arrive at and in this finished place is that place where every assignment every work every endeavor um everything that you put your hand to god expects you to um to finish he expects you to finish and so you know in that um i, I think it's, it's incumbent upon us to um recognize that hey i need to not only commit my my um attention to the work that God has called me to, but at the same time, I need to be mindful of those distractors, okay? I need to be mindful of the distractors because they will come. Um, Jesus' light was surrounded by distractors. Why? Because there was that finished place in God that he was destined to arrive at. That finished place was the cross of Calvary. That finished place was the, the, the work that he said, now you go. You know, he was able to pass the baton on to you and to me. And so, um, you know, we, we've got to be very intentional about that finishing place. And so this is where we find Joshua, right? Joshua, again, you know, he's the commander of the Lord's army, human army at least. And, and his name, the Hebrew for his name, means salvation. Um, so, you know, salvation has a process. And, and so he is engaged and he is in pursuit of claiming the land for the people of God. 
So, so this is an assignment. This is a work that God has called him to do, and and he's he's intentional about it. He's got an army raised. He's a you know a general himself. He was a, gen, a a soldier. Now he's a general, and so he's able to take what he learned from Moses. He's able to take that skill set, that military uh, strategy, you know, you know, warfare, tactical warfare, that skill set. He's able to take that with him and impart to the next generation. And he does that. And Joshua forms this formidable army, and they're taking over Canaan, city by city, town by town, land by land. But they reach this point, this pivotal point, where there weren't just one king. There wasn't just one king. This was a group of kings. Okay, I called it a five-king confederacy. And so I really want you to hone in on that because you're going to find that the closer you get to your destination in God or in a work or in a relationship, the closer you get to that, the more you're going to find these distractors who are going to come to try to break your momentum. Sort of reminds me of Job. You know, Job is, is trying to grieve. He's trying to process pain. And then, you know, one report after another, one report after another, and each report gets worse, right? And, and so it will come when you're dealing with that back-to-back -back kind of psychological warfare. Um, it can break down your will. It can break down your, um, your, your thinking process. It can cripple you. It can maim you. Um, and, and so these are areas that you're going to be very, very mindful of as you are, you know, uh, working toward your finished place, whatever that finished place is. Um, you want to be mindful of that so that you don't uh, break your momentum. You want to keep that momentum as Jesus was on his way to Calvary. He prayed in the garden. He asked the disciples to pray with him. You know, and I don't, in my natural mind, I don't think it was so much because Jesus needed, quote unquote, prayer. You know, he did. But he also, let me put it like this. Humanity of Jesus, yes, needed the prayers. But the spirit man, the God man of Jesus knew that, hey, you guys are about to go through something and you're going to need to be in a place. You need to be in contact with God. All right, you need to be in contact with God because of what's getting ready to happen. And so we see that with Peter. The minute the, the violence and the, the adversity arises in the garden, what does he do? Resort to violence, right? Um, because that was his nature. And so that's a whole other topic. But at any rate, you know, Jesus is saying, hey, watch with me, pray with me, right? And then after a while, he says, you know what? Go ahead and take your rest. Because he became determined within himself that I've got to finish this, even if I have to finish it by myself. I can't be distracted. I can't be um hindered I, I can't get offset and detoured by what my assignment is i've got to keep my moment my momentum and he did that he prayed for himself we saw how intense and how fervent his prayers were right because he needed the fuel and the energy and the power and efficacy of those prayers to drive him to that finished place so it's very very important that you're going to find yourself in seasons where you are so intentional about praying like you don't want to be distracted you don't want to be bothered you don't you, you just you just shut down and get in that place to where i need to hear god i need to know how to maneuver i need to know how to navigate i need to know how to trample i need to know how to tread in this season that i'm in okay so you've got to be very intentional about that and making sure that you keep your momentum at the same time so jesus is on his way uh through jerusalem he's on his way to calvary which is the culmination of his human assignment right to get to that place where he's lifted up where all men are drawn to him the place where he's offered as a um, perfect uh, 
shall sacrifice unto the Lord holy and acceptable, which was his reasonable service and is now ours. And he presented himself. He gave up the ghost. He wasn't taken. He went willingly. Right. So, you know, a lot of that plays into him being focused and, and staying true to your call. Joshua stayed true to his call. Joshua stayed so true to his call that Joshua began to operate in a super, um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say, a supersized anointing, right? Supersized revelation. In other words, when you're that focused and you're that close to your momentum, God will partner with you and release to you powers, mights, revelations, insights, and anointings to get the job done. Jesus went through. His beard was uh, ripped from his face. Tremendous physical body um, pain he inflicted. But the grace of God, that supersized anointing from God, enabled him to withstand it all. The pressure, the disappointment, the pain, the betrayal, all of that all wrapped up in one. He was able to reach his finished place. And so as, as I'm coming here to, to Joshua, certainly want to convey to you the importance of, you know, partnering with God so that you can keep your momentum there are going to be things that's going to stand in your way, that's going to try to block you, that's going to try to detour you, that's going to try to frustrate you, discourage you, disappoint you, to where you're taking your focus off of that thing, and you're focusing more so on the issue. Um, but that's not what Joshua did. The Bible said, then Joshua spoke to the Lord, right? And, and you know, I think it's very important that we kind of pay attention to that, because many people say, well, Joshua commanded the son, that Joshua commanded... Joshua did that, yeah, but through the filter of his prayer. He did that through the funnel, through the through the, the agency, and through the avenue of his prayer. The Bible says Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites, and he said in the sight of Israel. So he before Joshua spoke to the elements, before Joshua spoke to the sun, or to the moon, because we've got to be careful. You know, we'll get super excited and run right past, you know, the whole council of scripture. And I, moon, I command you, and sun, I command you. But, I, you know, we want to make sure that we stay within the confines of the word of God. That's where our safety um, is. That's where our protection is. That's where um, our jurisdiction is. Our parameters are within the, the framework of the word of God. And so the Bible says Joshua spoke to the Lord. So it was after prayer that God unlocked a revelation. And people of God, I want to bless you with this today. I want to bless you with this revelation that when you find yourself in that valley of, of, of detours or valley of um, stumbling blocks or valleys of frustrations, as you're on your way to make a moment uh, to your as, as you're keeping your momentum, right, and as you're on your way to your finished place, I want you, before you give up, before you get frustrated, before you throw the towel in, I want you to talk to God about this because God is getting ready to partner with you to get the work done, to get you to your finished place. As he did with my computer, I was frustrated. I talked to my husband about it. My husband immediately prayed. God partnered with my husband's prayer. My faith, even though it was weak, I had weak faith, y'all. I had weak faith. And there will be times, right, where you will have to say, hey, friend, brother, sister, I'm, I'm just at my wits end. I'm feeling really frustrated. I know God can do it. I'm not crazy. I'm not having lost sight of that. I'm just in a place now to where, you know, help my unbelief, right? Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And it kind of sounds like, you know, 
Like those statements are contradicting one another, but they're really not. Lord, I believe you, but in this area, I'm struggling with my unbelief. I'm struggling with that. And so, you know, it is helpful to have people in your circle, people close to you, who you can say, hey, I, I know God can heal my family. I know God can restore that. I know God can bless me. I know God can open the door, but I'm, I'm in a valley right now. <clears throat> I'm, I'm standing upon Gibeon and I'm in the valley of Agilon. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm caught. I'm caught between a rock and a hard place. And I just don't. I know God can bring me out. I just don't know how to articulate that. I don't know how to frame that. I don't know how to say that because sometimes that pressure, um, you think about the seven last sayings of Jesus. Right. These were very short, condensed words. This Jesus was not having a conversation. The only conversation Jesus had was with the thieves on the cross that were on either side of him. And, and that was a salvation work and a deliverance work and a judgment work. That was different. But when it came time to express how he felt, I thirst, right? Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. These were very short, concise statements. And so you're going to find yourself when you're in the pressure, um, you know, when you're in that, um, you know, in those pressurized places where you just you believe God but it just looks so overwhelming you know your statements are going to be few and far in between you know people are going to ask you how are you doing fine <laughs> you know pray all is well blessed and highly favored or whatever and we're just not able because sometimes the pressure of that thing um it, it just kind of takes the oomph out it just kind of takes the zeal out it takes the power out it sort of deflates you right um so it's good to have people in your life who who, who can help you, who can partner with you and say, hey, you know what? I know you're a woman of faith. I know you're a man of faith, but I got you. You know, you got to be like those friends that Jesus talked about with a guy who was, I think he was a paraplegic and he couldn't find a way. He was trying to get to Jesus, couldn't find a way. What happened? Those friends tore the roof off, right? And laid him down, laid his friend, laid their friend down in front of Jesus. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need people to, to tear the roof, tear the shingles off and just let, get me to Jesus, please. So I want to encourage you today. God wants you to keep the momentum. Uh, he wants to channel and, and funnel and, and, and provide intel and insight to you. But it's going to come through the avenue of prayer, okay? You can't do this on your own. You don't want to. You're going to make it harder than it really is. You want to partner with God because he has a solution. He's the one who designed that destined place for you in the first place. So you want to go back to him when you find yourself in that uh, on Gibeon and in Agilon. You want to go to God and say, hey, Lord, I'm, I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. I don't know really what to do. I need some solution. I need some insight. I need guidance in terms of, you know, what, how to move forward. Um, and God will do that. The revelation that God unlocked to Joshua will speak to the sun, speak to the moon, command the light. Hello, somebody. And I just wrote a book. Let me just insert an advertisement here. I had just written a book. Actually, I published it back a couple of years ago, but I revised it and reintroduced it to the market. But it's entitled Let There Be Light. And I want to encourage you, those of you who um, are interested, I want you to go to Amazon.com um, slash author slash Delisa Rogers Fields. And I want you to get that book. You can download the ebook or you can purchase the paperback. But that book looks at the first chapter of Genesis and God gave me a prophetic lens um, with which to to um, extract some powerful nuggets um, for you. What do you do when when there's a dark place? What do you do when your hopes and your gifts are, un, are under arrest, under siege? 
So, I, you know, I'm just going to put that out there. But, yeah, you want to go ahead and get that uh, because in that you're going to, God is going to speak to you prophetically. But you're going to understand that destined, finished place that God has for you like never before. And it's all locked in the first chapter of January. And I just had a phenomenal time writing that book. So I really want to bless you guys with it. Go um, to uh, Amazon.com slash author slash Delisa Rogers Fields, my whole name, and uh, get that book. And, and give me some feedback. Let me know how it blesses you. So now back to <laughs> back to Joshua. So, you know, God tells him, you know, he gives him that insight. And he said in the sight of Israel, um, stand still in Gibeon. And... You move, stay in Agilon. In other words, don't nobody move. You know, and I know that's grammatically incorrect, but nobody moves. Why? Because we're going to finish this work. We're not going to let the sun go down. We're not going to let the moon go down. We're not going to let anybody go home. We're going to stay here and get that job done. Why? Because we're too close to completion. And that's where many of you are. And I want to say that to you prophetically. Some of you are so close to completion. You're so close to your finished place. And this is why the pressure is mounting. Here you find Joshua is not contending against one king. But if my memory serves correct, five kings. And so you've got to know prophetically that as your season of warfare intensifies, please know this symbolically that it's representing you are just that close. And that's where the enemy sort of intensifies his antics and his tactics and things against you. But do what Joshua did in Joshua 10, 12 and 13. Joshua spoke to God. God immediately released the insight because, listen, God is going to partner with you to get it. God is all about finishing work. You know, he's all about you look around the earth, look around your life. Everything that God does is it, it's, it's is finishable. <laughs> God is never going to give you anything that has no expiration date. Everything is coming to an end, right? Everything has, he said, an expected end. So you want to keep that in mind for the work, for the relationships, for whatever God is, is, is involving you in or pulling you in or has grafted you in. There is a finished thing to that. And so you want to endeavor to that finished place like Jesus said, it is finished, right? And so at that finished place, that's where glory, glory lies in the finished place. So my friends, my partners, I want to encourage you to hold on to God's unchanging hand and let God, let him, let him maneuver you and navigate you to your finished place. The sun stood still and the moon stayed, listen, until the people had avenged themselves. So there are some circumstances that you're going to be able to go into the realm of the prayer and you're going to command peace. Everybody be still. Don't nobody move until I finish whipping this enemy, right? And I'm going to come out with a victory. I'm going to come out with my finished place. I'm going to come out to that expected end that God has for me. But listen, I pray that you have been blessed by this little short um, message of encouragement. Uh, it, it's been a while <laughs> since I've been able to share, but um, certainly I'm back. And I pray that this word has been a blessing to your life. I want to ask you to share um, with someone who is in that tight place. There's someone who's in that tight place and they are, they're, they're looking to God for answers. And you may be that answer. You may say, hey, you know what, friend? I just listened to a message from uh, a woman of God about how to get through that tight place, what to do when you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and, and God has a word for you. Share this message with them so that they can garner the strength and that they can receive that um, that fresh wind under their wings 
to keep that momentum. Don't stop, people of God. You may slow down. You may get weary, but don't stop. Amen. Be not weary in well-doing, for we shall reap in due season if we faint not. Grace and peace. God bless you.